back, everybody. Listen to the Bearded Men here on BeardedMenRadio.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever great podcasts are given away for free. My name is Adam. We've got a great show for you tonight with a great cast of characters. But first of all, we just want to thank all of our listeners all over the world, uh, 41 different countries. And uh, thank you for all of your uh, likes on Facebook, on iTunes, and um, all the great feedback that we keep getting from from all of you, it really means the world to us. So, so thank you. And if you have a moment, you haven't reviewed us or liked us, please, please do. Um, we have a great show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the good, bad, and ugly of the late great John Hughes, who uh, directed the film that we reviewed last week, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but many, many others. And um, we've got an all-star crew for you again. First of all, he is my partner in crime. He is the most beautiful bartender in queens new york perhaps the world and he was kevin McAllister's bartender in home alone too you're the man tyler everybody lost he's continuously lost to new york and uh, here he is. that was good that was a really yeah. good one no problem uh, yeah two weeks in a row i didn't to see it coming you. no it's really good. good oh i'm glad i can keep surprising you tyler um yeah i'm doing great doing great good. uh you know Bars are back open in New York, so Kevin McAllister is <laughs> back. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it funny that you have the modern day Kevin McAllister now? Macaulay Culkin <laughs> would come into your bar now. I okay. still ID him. Yeah, you probably you need to. <laughs> exactly. That's right. And he is a returning champion, returning legend to the Bearded Men. He, he's the uh, wild card on WVW 107.7. Uh, WVW in Brattleboro, Vermont. Uh, quite the uh, the radio aficionado in his own right, and um, he's also an honorary member of the Breakfast Club. Bearded <laughs> Man Scott, the Wild Card, has re- in- rejoined us here on the Bearded Man. Thank you, Scott. Great to have you as always. Thanks for having me. You are a legend in your time, sir, and we're always happy <laughs> to have you. Uh, yeah. So last week we uh, we talked about. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, we were a split uh, panel on whether it was overrated or not. I voted for overrated, and you guys <laughs> voted for not overrated, which is uh, interesting and and wonderful in itself. We hope you guys will check out uh, that episode on BeardedMenRadio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, tonight we're talking about John Hughes, uh, who I did not realize had been had been a part of so many incredible movies that were part of my childhood. Um, not with us anymore, unfortunately, but uh, Tyler came up with a great suggestion that we should, we should honor him by doing this good, bad and ugly. And I, I think it's a, a great pick. Um, let's go around the room real quick and get our, uh, our just impressions of them before we get into our, our picks for good, bad and ugly. And Oh, by the way, for those that are joining us for the first time, the good, bad and ugly is a segment we've been doing for uh, God, six years now. And um, we picked, uh, topic in this case the films of john hughes uh we pick the good which is the absolute best uh the bad uh which is something that was good but missed the mark on something and the ugly is the absolute worst of that topic uh let's uh let's go around the room real quick and get our our thoughts about john hughes um we always start we'll start with tyler let's start with scott this time go ahead go ahead scott what do you think overall <laughs> impressions well as somebody who grew up in the 80s like John Hughes was <clears throat> I, somehow, even though he was not my age, he was still the voice of my generation. Mm-hmm. He was the person who made teen films um, 
with like characters that you recognized and right. schools that you recognized. And, um, you know, he could also go into, you know, silly territory with stuff like uh, weird science and, you know, even the unrealism of, of Ferris Bueller's day off. But yeah, like his, his core kind of relationshipy movies, like pretty in pink and breakfast club and um, some kind of wonderful, like, yeah. I mean, just, and as in, as important to the eighties as like Spielberg. Wow. For, 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 you know, young tweens and teens, I guess we didn't have tweens back then, but uh, interesting. Wow. That's, that's quite, that's a flattering statement. Um, Tyler, what about you? What's your overall impressions? Um, I'm going to echo what you said, Adam, uh, upon, you know, reading more about John Hughes film history, um, cause he, he obviously, you know, directed quite a bit, uh, you know, he wrote and produced a bunch too. Um, yes. didn't yeah. realize how much, how many films I enjoy that he was involved with really came to realize that he, uh, he, um, yeah, he, 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 he's got a, a decent filmography of, of a lot of good stuff that I didn't realize. So yeah, he's, he's great. And, and, um, you know, Scott talked about, um, how big he was in the eighties, but even, uh, even in the early to mid nineties, he was still turning out some really good stuff and still having a, a pretty, Im- pretty big impact on, um, you know, sure. the film film world. You know what, what shocked me? I did a lot of research before this about him. Um, cause I, I just didn't know that much. Um, I, he was, I, I knew the name. I knew he had done a, a few big things. I didn't realize how many big things he had done. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he was like, he was only, 35 when he directed ferris bueller's day off like just crazy yeah and he you know so he was like a pretty young guy when he was doing this stuff and i don't know for the innovation and kind of the we we talked last week about how cutting edge that was in a lot of ways breaking the fourth wall and kind of the more esoteric shots that they had in there like that pretty interesting and and pretty creative to do that at at that age i think it's pretty especially for a filmmaker like to write it and direct it and everything. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. Um, I was, I've been more and more impressed with him as I've been reading about him. Um, <clears throat> let's go around the room with our picks. Uh, Scott, we started with you. We'll start with you again. Uh, what's your good for John Hughes? Tough to pick a good. Tough to pick a good. Um, because there's so many. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, I kind of wanted to go last, but, um, <laughs> I, I would Tough. have to go. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact, I mean, we, we talked about this last week with Ferris Bueller's Day Off where, you know, for me hearing all the, the little lines, you know, when Cameron was in Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. I could, I could quote you lines from yeah. Ferris Day Off all day long. Right. Every little bit of dialogue, you know, was repeated. And, but the movie that was that even, even further was Breakfast Club. I mean, Breakfast Club Fair. was yeah. like the My Dinner with Andre for you know, for teenagers. I mean, there was, you want to talk about like a lack of exciting things in, uh, in Ferris Bueller's day off. This is a movie where five people just sit around and talk. Yeah. yeah. And it's a movie directed at teens. Like right. who does that? Like that seems on, yeah. on paper, that seems like a ludicrous thing to do. And instead it's a movie that I think, um, you know, I don't know if uh, we'd have to do another show on it to find out if this was true. Holds up. Like it's not a movie I mm. rewatch as much as like Ferris Bueller's Day Off because it is, you know, more uh, not mopey, but it's a lot more <laughs> emotional, and it just reminds you yeah. how much you know, like junior high and high school sucked. 
Right. Um, it's yeah. very um, honest about about those things. And that was another movie. I knew every word to that to that film, which is wow. You know, all, it's all dialogue. Interesting. But yeah, that was. I mean, that was just an important film for you know people of that age and and younger. You know, that kind of a- aspirational because you'd seen all these people in other films too. I mean, <clears throat> except for like Ali Sheedy and and Judd Nelson. Like the other three characters were '80s staples. Hmm. And, you know, you saw them in, in other films. So now it was just them kind of sitting around talking. Anyway, I'm, good uh, pick. Yeah. I'm spinning my wheels, but yeah, I got I got to go with breakfast club for the good. Yeah. Tyler, what about you? Um, your good? So my good is actually going to be uh, just how much he collaborates with one person in particular, who I think uh, was an amazing actor. Uh, I loved him. I think his presence was always hilarious he, he had him in movies he directed he had him in movies he wrote and produced um and that's gonna go how much he worked with john candy um i love john candy yeah, yeah. and if i'm gonna pick a film uh i'm gonna go one of the few times john candy kind of was the main character because he's often more of a side character uh, i'm gonna go uncle buck um mm. love that movie i think john candy's amazing in it um you know, uh, I haven't watched it in a while. It's so like Scott said, you know, I'd be curious to see how it holds up. I'd love to watch it again. But I remember always liking it. I loved John Candy in that, being finally being in a lead role. And I loved John Candy, um, you know, the scene where one of the students was struggling in school and he sort of chewed the principal out for not celebrating, you know, you know, somebody being different, not necessarily being uh, a bad student, but just being a different student. Um, and that's a great message in general. And that's just an amazing scene that John Candy does. And uh, yeah, he just, he used, he worked with John Candy a lot. And I always thought John Candy was great in everything uh, that John Hughes did. That's a, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, I'll pick a film that John Candy was in as in a supporting role, which is uh, <laughs> National Lampoon Vacation. And uh, I guess all those vacations, well, not all of them, but some of the vacation movies. Um, the first three. First three, let's go with. Uh, Vegas Vacation was brought. Um, yeah, it, it's just a... Those scripts are so well-written. And it's a, it's a simple enough concept, but it's such an American concept. And it's something that you think about every time you're on a road trip. <laughs> it's how, how wrong it could go. And it's just... It's clever. And I think those movies really hold up. And I, I really... Um, I've always enjoyed them. And... We we can we've talked all, offline about how problematic Chevy Chase is, but um, <laughs> you know I I think those movies are really good and really his intelligent writing shines through on those for sure. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, for the bad, this is going to be interesting. Let's go to Scott and um, what's your bad? Something that missed the mark that he did. For the bad, I'm going to go with a good movie that has some has some bad stuff it's easy to go back 20 30 years later and you know pick apart you know nitpicky little things but 16 candles has some has such problematic stuff with the long duck dong character mm-hmm. um you know not the actor who did a fantastic job but you know that the, the, every time he comes on the screen there's a gong and uh, yeah. just this yeah. yeah it's like it's not 1947 like it's 1984 and right. uh, you know even at the time that was that was cringy 
and <laughs> now looking looking back at it, it's just like really hard to watch. Yeah. Really, yeah. And of course, and, there's, and then there's the other the other um, kind of um, date rapey scene with Anthony Michael Hall and the the girlfriend where they don't remember anything and um you know mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, stuff that happened in the 80s that is uh yeah um, interesting <laughs> I mean, I mean even even Ferris Bueller's day off. it's just rape yeah. like it's you know right like in Revenge of the Nerds there's stuff where you're just like oh damn that's that's not funny that that's rape um we didn't mention it last week but ferris bueller's day off has like no black people at all (laughs) like there's just no like none the school nurse the uh the the, the other guy who works at the garage oh that's right yeah that's it yeah yeah it's no it's very yeah yeah very whitewashed his movies are very 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 white and also very very upper middle class yeah yeah interesting tyler what about you what's your what's your bad it's going to make a lot of people mad. Oh, <laughs> well, fans are going to be writing in about this. I thing. love these Uh-oh. comments. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> let me, let me explain why. <laughs> Usually you do pretty well with this. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let me explain. Yeah. Why. I'm going to go with the breakfast club. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. The and the okay. reason it's for my bad is similar to what Scotch said. I'm picking a good movie. I love the breakfast club. I do love the breakfast club. I'm picking it because of, it's a great example of what spawns so much crappy movies afterwards. And there's actually, though, I will say there's great examples that take the model of Breakfast Club and do a great job with it. Like 10 Things I Hate About You literally combines to me like the high school Breakfast Club model with like a Shakespeare play and gets an amazing movie. But there's so many crappy teen movies that came out in the 90s that were just trying to replicate Breakfast Club. Mm. And like so much of Hollywood, you sort of see one good film and you want to just churn that. So many people, so many producers are like, let's do that. And we'll just churn out crap for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And I, I think there's so many movies from the 90s that were trying to be the next Breakfast Club that were just trash. Breakfast Club's great. And there, it did spawn some really good examples of that model. Like I mentioned, like 10 Things I Hate About You comes to mind. But there's a lot of crap that, got cre- that came in the aftermath. So it's more the legacy. Club. This is a legacy pick. Of, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Huh. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Do you want to respond to that, Scott? Do you want to go? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure it's, it's fair to criticize a movie for what it spawned as opposed to the criticism of the movie itself. But I will point out one thing that always makes me cringe in Breakfast Club is the makeover scene at the end where they take the cool goth girl and turn her into uh, you mm. know, bland, pretty girl. Um, that was one of those things in the, in the movie when you're a kid, you're just like, ah. Oh. And now you watch it, you're just you're like, like Ugh. <laughs> I mean, just give her a dander shampoo. I mean, she's fine. Yeah. Um, but, it wasn't uh, accepted back then. Yeah. It wasn't accepted. For a dandruff shampoo. Some dandruff shampoo. Well done, sir. Well done. Scott always brings the goods, man. You're always good on this show. <laughs> God damn! Wow. Um, it's tough to rival those picks. Uh, I'm gonna with my bad. I'm gonna pick a. John Candy, Dan Aykroyd movie, which was The Great Outdoors, which 
I thought what you know it could have been a really like upper echelon film, but I, I don't know. There's something wrong with the script or their interactions with each other. You got the feeling they didn't really like each other. <laughs> there's not a lot of good chemistry there. Um, there's just some, I, it's one of those things you can't quite place your finger on, but there's something quite not high end about that film. It's just, it's a good eighties film, but it just kind of misses the mark on some things for me. Uh, John Candy was good, but maybe not ready for a leading man role at that point. That was a few few years before Uncle Buck, I think. But anyway, not not a tra- like not not like a tragic bad film, but still a little bad for me. Um, let's get to the uglies here, uh, Scott. What about you? What's your ugly for John Hughes? Oh, it's it's tough because there's a lot of movies, especially like in the '90s, <clears throat> that he was you know he just wrote because he he had stopped directing by then yeah um, yeah <clears throat> so maybe i'll just uh, i'll do the series <clears throat> because it spawned a spawned a, a lot of other films um and this was also probably because i was too old when it came out but home alone i, I was waiting for somebody to mention home alone i didn't and think then, it would fall to the ugly though that's interesting <laughs> yeah well and then he also he also wrote home alone 2 lost in new york and um he probably got out no he wrote yeah, home tyler alone was in that well. film yeah <laughs> Wow. He did write. He wrote three. He wrote, oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. He wrote, the, he wrote the third one as well. So, huh. yeah, that's a good, that's a good ugly pick then. Yeah. yeah I, I'm just going to push sure. back and say, I, I love one and two. I love one and two. Home Alone three deserves to be on the ugly. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> if we want to talk about, you know, uh, if we want to blame a film for spawning worse films. Um, Plus, Home Alone, Home Alone Two. Uh, Home, Alone. Home Alone Two came out when I was a senior in high school, so it wasn't exactly in my. Uh, yeah. I wasn't the intended audience. No, you for the movie. <laughs> and, uh, it was such a big film that even in high school we went to see it. So, you know, it did. Ha- it had that. You know, it was. It was a huge, huge, huge film when it came out. Interesting. But, <laughs> yeah, I could Fair have picked pick. something else very easily, Fair. but I'll go with that. All right, Tyler. What about you? What's your ugly? This is going to make people mad too. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, go do it. I only let la- I really set the internet care. on fire. I really only care for the first one, so I'm going to pick. I'm going to do nothing where I pick sequels. I got to go with the National Lampoon's Family Vacation sequels. Um, I love the first okay. one. All right, I I don't have any desire to watch any sequels ever again. The first, In the European one, the second one. I like the second one. Um. I, I think the Christmas one's better than the European one. Uh, yeah, but that's, even then, that's true. Yeah, it just it feels like the sequels become so tropey and just fall in like this just so much. Like I love the they first are. one, and and then yeah. I, I just I I've watched the first one again. I don't have any desire to watch the sequels. Um, and and yeah, I, I, I they, they they were they begin to feel redundant very fast to me. All right. All right, fair. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll disagree with you about at least the first two sequels. After that, I get it. Um, but yeah, you're definitely setting the internet on fire with this episode. <laughs> definitely gonna hear. I'm definitely gonna get some emails from people about this. Tyler's crazy. Yeah, Tyler's Tyler. an idiot. Usually, it every every time Bearded Man Dan is on the episode, I get emails about it. This time, it's gonna be you, Tyler. I get. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my pick is going to be a 
kind of I had forgotten that this movie even existed, but it was an obscure Robin Williams film, which was Flubber, which was a remake <laughs> of the fifties movie. Um, but like it just missed on everything for me. I thought it was a terrible movie at the time. I watched it a few years later. I thought it was terrible. I don't know what, I think everybody was out to lunch on that film. It was just a terrible <laughs> film. It's um, a great example of caffeine uh, on Rob Williams at his peak, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, say exactly that. Just pour all around. But, um, Anyway, yeah, thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us for the uh, Good, Bad, and Ugly of John Hughes. Please send your thoughts about Tyler's terrible picks to uh, the show at beardedmenradio.com. And, uh, yeah, check us out at uh, our Facebook page and, uh, of course, our website, beardedmenradio.com. And, uh, Scott, it's been great having you back. Thanks, man. It's, it's great to it's a reminiscent of a lot of the old shows that you, you did so great on. And you always bring the goods. We appreciate it. And uh, hope that you come back thanks soon. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Yeah, thanks, everybody. And uh, we will be back with a midweek episode of uh, What Grinds My Gears with the same cast of characters uh, coming to you on a special Wednesday uh, this next week. So uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you soon. Bye for now.